Welcome to Oh Brother, a podcast of three brothers trying to figure it all out with your hosts, Brandon, Colin, and Aaron. On this week's show, The Rope Climb. Ahoy! Hello. Oh, hello. Ahoy! It's it's a Wednesday. Bringing some big Wednesday energy in today. Wow. That's... can't tell if that's good or bad. I'm so tired. I'm so exhausted. (laughs) (laughs) You were swinging all day, apparently. So, like, you know... We went to the, the trampoline park, and then we came back, and within 45 minutes, we were at the pool... So, oh yeah, yeah. It was a long day. That's, yes, uh, long like day. hell. But we got to eat. Um, I got to eat baba ganoush with chicken shawarma on top. Uh, hey. so it was uh, it was a good day. Good day. Is there a more fun food to say than baba ganoush? Right. I'm not sure there is. Um, it makes me happy to say it's pretty fun. Like I got, yes, <laughs> I gotta say, uh, you need to tell me more about this trampoline park. I have heard that these exist. Yeah. I have never been to one, obviously. Cause like, why would I go to a trampoline park? You know, like that's not, <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> you know, I will say that, um, first off, Aaron, have you been to a trampoline park? <laughs> I have, yes. Okay. What? Aaron. Man. Aaron yeah, is just me, the loser. Hello. The loser. <laughs> well, um, so what's interesting is that most trampoline parks are like already in like pre sketched out like shopping areas and whatever. And what you don't notice whenever you first walk in is that the reception area is down at the bottom or down like right when you walk in. And then you have to walk up a bunch of steps. And then like when you're jumping, you're like, oh, that's right. Because there has to be space underneath the titular yeah. trampoline to like go down uh they're not yes. going to excavate down into the foundation of the poured building uh to do that <laughs> so no that's the first thing but they're just like laid out in an array of design and purpose uh there are also like obstacle course areas like that you would see on um what american ninja warrior thing so like the the jumping do like the side to side jump and then the hang on the thing and slide <coughs> Um, All right. Did you so, practice your Ninja Warrior my ability? I did not. Um, but an anachronism historically, because spoiler alerts: ninjas were spies, not warriors. Well, okay. Anyway, uh, sorry. The warrior <laughs> secret them. Mm. <laughs> so they uh, they have that, and then they just have floor trampolines, but they're not like the. It's not like the trampoline that you imagine for somebody's backyard. Like these are the like No, I was imagining like the gymnastics ones. They are. That's okay. what they are. Like so they have some really long skinny ones so people can do like the double triple flippy. Yeah. Do you know how mad I would be if I went to a trampoline park and it was just like one of those janky trampolines from somebody's backyard in there like that would Yeah. <laughs> make I me know. so upset. Like But you don't really know like that's only been my experience of that feeling of a trampoline and that kind of like <laughs> I of like what you expect of how it's going to bounce. You've never been on a gymnast trampoline? The big ones? Or like the gymnastics thing? No. When would I have had that? Okay, when why? Was- the question is, why on earth was I on one? I don't yes. remember, but like I was on one when I was younger. Yeah. So, uh, it's, I had never 
experienced that and just how different of a sensation that is, how of an immediate recoil you get and how responsive that floor is to jump and how it's like both simultaneously like very bouncy but also very like a lot more rigid um so this pro- so anyway so it's it, it's a very interesting mix and they've got climb like walls where the trampoline actually flexes and goes up halfway a wall so you can like run and jump and bounce and try and get up at the top and sit which is what the kids do uh-huh. um they've got a cool um if you wanted to play like a dodgeball thing where imagine um uh where again that trampoline comes up to the wall so it kind of loops up on the sides and you can kind of throw the the dodgeball back and forth on your teams they got a place for basketballs um the place that we like to go to is the foam pit which is where i sent you that video from uh, where you can both just like run jump and flip or you can get in the swing and do what everybody loves to do of like doing the like well i never did this but like the when you get to the height of the jump height of the swing and you're like what if i just went like you can do that Um, yeah and then not go careening into gravel or asphalt or rebar yeah so listeners this was my first thought was colin sent me a picture of the his kids like flying out of a swing into a foam pit yeah okay and i was like that's actually kind of sweet and then i thought to myself and to think i used to do this onto gravel playground like a pea right like yeah (laughs) and colin sent back i never did that aaron i need your vote did you jump out of the swings a thousand percent because we can get in trouble at a recess if we did that. All right. I did a lot. We did too. We had like contests and like stylized jumps. We would go for height. We would go for distance. Right. Yeah. Uh, we used to do this thing where you like, I remember doing this all the time. It was so fun. You like, swing really high and then you jump out of the swing and you turn around and you grab the chain and you swing back like Tarzan. Right. What? Yeah. <laughs> it was so fun when you were little. Right. I, I imagine a giant me would not really have the same effect, but in like fourth grade, oh dude, that was the best one. You could even, if you did it right, you could jump to the other swing. Yeah. Is, no. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> no, so yeah, the the I never did that. That's insane. Um, I we used uh, to go for distance, and we would draw our lines in the oh, in the rock. Sure, right, Aaron? Did you do that? Did you do the distance contest? Oh, uh, we we tried to go as high as we could. Oh, oh, no. Also good, good classic. No, it was uh, that's terrifying. Uh, so the kids were very quickly realizing the differences in those of like when to jump out because that was really fun to watch them uh because they had uh never done that before uh the first time that we went to this place it was kind of overwhelming and we just spent our time jumping around from place to place um they weren't really into the whole like swing as high as you can then launch out and so they were they you could see each time they jump off of the swing they would go out and they would try something a little bit different of like, okay, when do I leap out? Um, and like the first time Noah did or uh, Lillian did it, it was like she leapt out as the, just as the swing had started to like move back forward. <laughs> so she just got launched straight line, like <laughs> flying out and had no height at all. It was like maximum nice. velocity forward. It was pretty awesome. <laughs> 
<laughs> but then you know, Noah, see, that's how you gotta do it. Get for that. Noah man, <laughs> like he he would go up and then he would just lay back and then like plummet back just like back first into, <laughs> into the foam. <laughs> and that was his preferred way of, of so, launching off versus versus Lil's, which was like face first or head first down into the foam. So you cannot do on the gravel. You do not want to land on your back. back. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> or I did that face. one time. <laughs> I don't really remember what happened exactly. I was in third grade, right? <clears throat> and I did that somehow. Like I fell when I was trying to, like I was trying to jump, right? But I think I timed it wrong. And I uh-huh. landed directly on my back, right? Oh. And like flat back bump out the swing set right and i could not breathe <laughs> like yeah. i was just like oh, oh, oh. it was so horrible it was the first time i'd ever had the wind knocked out of me and it was a little terrifying uh the first right. time it happens to you that is not <clears throat> first time it was a little horrifying so i'm laying on the ground gasping for breath and my friend was like holy cow dude why all that are you dead and he's trying to like pick me up and i was like <laughs> I think the first time I had my wind knocked out of me, I was trying to do a slip and slide. Um, and I, just, oh, I could see instead yeah. of doing the forward momentum, I just belly flopped onto the ground and it was <laughs> like, could not breathe while I was sliding with water in my face. And pretty, pretty, that was a good time. Aaron, what did, what do you, do you have a memory of when you uh, got the wind knocked out of you for the first time? Uh, elementary school, we were doing basketball in the gym because it was raining. And for some reason, I thought it was perfectly okay to stand underneath the goal for the basketball. And like, it, like the ball came like right off down on top of my head, and that knocked the wind out of me. And I like immediately keeled over. Mm. And so, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't remember who shot it. I remember it happening, and I remember crying a lot. So that was, that was a very distinctive time of. I think it was like one of the teachers. It might have been Chuck. Was like, oh, we learned. So yeah, I never, never did that again. Weird. <laughs> See, it's important lessons that we learn in elementary yeah. school. It is. It is kind of testing those, testing those boundaries. I think is really <clears throat> important. Um, yeah, when your body can literally bounce back and be like, okay, I'm fine. If that happened to me now, I'd be probably be dead for like a week, right? <laughs> and be like, ah. Uh, my sternum, I can't live. Right. But when you're like nine, you're like, whatever, it's fine. I will be, I will survive this. Now I'm like, just the mere thought of this is causing me lots yeah, of Yeah, I'd be laying on the couch for like days, right? I'm... But when you're nine, you're like, all right, I'm going to go play now. I'm okay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so it was, it's good. I, I like um, finding those kind of activities. Um, obviously, we like being outside and such, um, but you know, on rainy days or as a special event, going to these kind of parks, uh, it, because it is something that uh, I think is, is is important for just what you were saying, like finding those limits, them kind of testing their skills in a play form uh, of of just you know practicing hand eye coordination, gross muscle movement, um, continued. Ex- uh, you know, maximum effort as they are doing some of these things. Like I, all that is really good. Uh, and they obviously have a blast doing it. So it's kind of a, a win-win for everybody. True. Did you have flashbacks to the discovery zone 
Of course. Right. All right. Yeah. That's good. That's important. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's it's especially, good. Like, especially like the diving into, like going into the pit of the like. DZ, like, baby. Like yeah. this is, uh, like in my day, these were semi-hard plastic balls that would like slam into your body and were not. That's like, true. Were deceptively. Not cushioning. Not cushioning. Like. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just. Oh. Hey kid, take a fall to some hard plastic. Like. How about that? okay? Yeah. Let's do it, <laughs> <laughs> and then have somebody leap on top of you immediately after you. No, no, that never happened. Up. It's fine. Everything's yeah. fine. Don't worry about no. it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listeners, I will send. Uh, there is a. Uh, there's both the discoveryzone.com and the Discovery Zone Wikipedia page. You will find in oh, the, the yes. uh, uh, show notes on our website. That kind of stuff. These look a lot more. Man, these things were huge and just terrifying. I just yeah, but like thinking about it, I can't. So like, I was trying to remember some of the stuff. This was a very early, uh, like the grandfather of the American Ninja Warrior phenomenon, right? Because they had the like <laughs> oh, monkey bar things dream. in there, yes. and you had the you could climb up the little rope deal and stuff, and then you could like. It like there was like a thing you could swing across and like some little platform you could scurry across or whatever. I seem to remember. And then they had like the classic tubes, right? Like the McDonald's Playhouse thing, yeah. but they were like bigger and like cooler than the McDonald's ones for some reason. Yeah. Oh, they had and the slides nets, and the net climbs, right? Those like those. Oh, the net climb, movies, right? Yeah. Which, which was so fun watching. <clears throat> My, the kids go and do net climbs today, and then uh, they also have the ones where it's like a um like a punching bag size or a little bit bigger uh that's made out of the the mesh uh you know the straps, yeah. but it's but it's filled with the foam pieces so right. it's like it's really hard to grab on you have to like full oh, like arms around like it takes everything to grab onto them um the DZ had something like that yeah. but there was like a it was actually just like a plastic thing full of foam sure you know and it was blue i think cuz you know Primary yeah, you colors. Have to climb up it. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah. it's uh, that's kind of thing. I'm. Uh, you're right. It is kind of a a pre. Just I just realized that the Discovery Zone was the prototype. It's the grandfather of the American Ninja Warrior. Look at this revelation, <laughs> dude. The net climb, the cargo net climb thing, Loki was like so amazing when you were ten. Yeah. Right. Like, I remember we had one, there was one on the playground at school. Do you remember that? I think they took it down after a few years because they realized, oh, this is not safe. Oh, this is like at all. dangerous. Yeah. But it was like, it was just a big thing and it was cargo nets on both sides. Big black cargo net. Right? Yep. Nope. You climb up one side, you went uh-huh. over the bar and you went down the other side. Uh-huh. Right? Which when you say that out loud, that sounds like zero fun. Right. But as a kid, as a 10 year old, that was the stinking coolest thing. <laughs> well, again, it's because you flip over the top. Well, I mean, you're not supposed to do that. No. And you flip over the top anyway. Again, all while with the security of the cushioning of pea gravel underneath you. Yeah. Just rocks feet below and dirt. <laughs> <laughs> and not even not even a lot of rocks. Like it's just like a like a dusting of rock like an inch maybe yeah i've just like compacted missouri soil like like mm, cushioned yeah delicious uh meanwhile this one it's like 
it's they have the um uh the, the what are they the gymnastic mat uh, but then underneath those, they have three feet of the foam blocks and stuff. So like even if you fall underneath them, underneath when you're doing the, the more um, uh, Ninja Warrior style thing, like you hit the mat, but it, it like really goes. Like, underneath mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not like a. It's not like an elementary school again, like you put the crash, you put like the gymnastics mat out on the floor wood. <laughs> so you fall out and it's or just kind of like concrete yeah <laughs> exactly oh yeah it only had, like uh... like the rope climb right they put the yes. crash mat out there yeah but it is like a maybe gym. two inch mat that were right? already 30 years old that were like oh the dust inside will cushion you as it yeah <laughs> i never really thought about it too much i just because again it, you're like child and you just climbed up the stupid rope did yeah. you guys still do rope climb was that a thing in elementary school yeah I remember, th- at some point they stopped that yeah i did i did rope climb because i remember um they had the ranking of like what was it like coconut monkey tree <laughs> um banana banana or whatever see, I, I don't remember that part I yeah of like depending on how high you went um you got one of those things oh um, i don't remember exactly exactly what the ranking was i can tell you mine was the lowest uh, but again not a fan of heights so. true I'm, i made it to the top once that was kind of cool until you get up there and like all right come down you're like uh how wait that is i'm really high up here right now yeah. <laughs> you want me to watch <laughs> like oh no this is not good. Like, yeah. Dang okay it. So, yeah, and I think it, it's it's new, it's exciting. They're able to do, like, all these skills, use their body. Um, like, both kids were, like, really, like, going like, all out uh, on, the, on, the, on the trampolines, and it's also fun, because it's, like, in order to get from one side of the building complex to the other, like, you just kind of hop on trampolines, or you could do the boring walk path, but it's much more fun. But I'm going, 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 going. So it's all novelty and just like experiencing those. Uh, no, it's just, it was really, it's really fun. Uh, I recommend them. Uh, you can have, you know, adults there. Um, obviously, you can go and bounce and jump and twirl and spin um, and everything be, be okay. Nice. Aaron, just for clarification, you do remember the rope climb? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, okay. Rope climb, because they had, like, the thinnest mat under it, and they thought, yes. like, that would be enough. And so, yes, I remember it very well, because I think the first time I tried it, I, like, was maybe 10 feet, and I just, like, my brain just said, it's time to let go, and I just went right on it. So, I, I remember that Elementary was kind of a rough time. I was definitely growing up as a kid. I was like, this all hurt. Why am I, why am I bleeding? So, <laughs> I very much remember that time. <laughs> yeah. You, got, you go through that, right? That's, yeah. But mm-hmm. yeah, that was, we spent our day doing that. Um, was, was eventful. Um, and it was our day. Our day was good. What were you up to? Nice. Are you guys, how was the 
when's what when do you guys go, go back to school we talked about this uh eight we show up the 15 15 16 17 is like it, it's not professional day but it's kind of professional day and then the 18th is our first day oh wow yeah I think you don't give very many day. days beforehand Nope, because it's also uh, Shelby's birthday. He's 18th, and so <laughs> oh, last, no! few, last few years, we haven't really had a chance to really celebrate it because of school, because he also starts about that same time. And mm. so, yeah, I think you know, if you go back, because our, our first softball game is the uh, 8th, because we're scrimmaging tomorrow. And oh, so, you know, we're like, oh, man, we got so much time, and people are like, nope, it's... Uh, just kidding. We'll start in like two weeks. I'm like, oh, JK. <laughs> Dang so. it. Yeah. I go back for my, our first day is, uh, the first day the teachers have to be there, the professional days or whatever is next Wednesday. Mm. So I'll probably be grumpy next week just because like I'll have to sit in a room all day listening to like really boring nonsense that I don't like. So <clears throat> just let me in my room. I need to do room things. Get out of here. I, I uh, haven't even been in my classroom yet, so I haven't. I haven't done anything. I haven't. Uh, I haven't really even left. Oh, I've left the plan, sort of. But like, they've still been doing uh, like the floors, and so I just haven't been able. I haven't oh, been in my classroom. Yeah, they're still doing it. Yeah, so That's I'm a little annoyed. Like, I just need to get in there so I like, can make sure my computer works, all that stuff. Because, yeah, when time hits and they're like, oh, don't do this, like, I'm going to be rushed. I'm not going to be very happy. And then we got like softball games and tournaments, like, like the first week. And so everyone just needs to chill for a second. Like, Let me get my classroom. Let me do my Yeah. Class. I got to get in there and make sure all my stuff is there. And then, like, put my stuff. Rock. Well, I mean, I put them all up on the shelf that doesn't move, so they better not touch my stinking rocks. Listen up, buddy. Uh, also, <clears throat> every year, like, it's one of those gripes I have where, like, they I draw them a map, and I put it on my board, and I say, please put my things like this. And used to, that's what they wanted you to do, right? That's what they wanted. So that they could put all this stuff. Because, like, again, they take everything out of the room. Not everything, but a lot of the stuff out of the room. Sure. And they do all the floors and all that stuff. And then they put it all back in there. And I give them a map. And the last two years, they have not even looked at it. <laughs> when they put all my stuff in <sighs> It's fine. So I got... <laughs> I didn't have, like, move my desk somewhere. Like, that's not where it goes. Like last year, they left my big giant bench that sits under the window. They just left it in the middle of the room. I was like, "Whoa, what? What do you do? No!" <laughs> I was like, "Why did you do that? That's not." <clears throat> so I just slid it across the room. I don't even care. They're all like, "Make sure you lift up or have some." No, I slid that sucker. I'm like, don't tell, tell me what. The- Blam! Get over it, suckers. That's where it's going. So, I'm just always excited to see what state they have left my room in. Like, guys, I laid up everything for you. I gave you a map. I cleaned everything. Just put my desk back over here. No, I was leaving the middle. Close by the window. That's where the computer cord is. Like, it literally can't go anywhere else. What are you doing? (laughs) Yeah, but what if it didn't? 
That's think about that. Never thought about no. that before. What if it didn't? No, it has to go back in the corner. I'm trying to open your mind up <laughs> to more possibilities. No. So that's next week. This week I just been like messing around the house, been reading some more. Oh, because Susan had to go back already. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, to just get ready for her new uh, position. Yeah, how, to is go back that? how is that? Uh, she's super stoked, right? Like she's super excited. Um, and so she's just trying to get a bunch of stuff ready. She like made some stuff for the, it's like stinking amazing looking. I'll see if <laughs> like signs and stuff for the library. Okay. And so, uh, it's pretty awesome. <clears throat> she's been crafting away and she's been getting stuff ready at school. So I've been sitting home. I was reading. I cleaned my desk a little bit. Ah, okay. Uh, actually a lot of it because, oh. um, as as noted uh, on the show previously I am a piler of things uh, and my desk was becoming quite unusable <laughs> with the amount of things piled upon it because uh, I don't use it all that often right and so I was like okay I'll just put this stuff here blah 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 and then so like after about a year of that you're like hmm there is a what desk? There's just a pile of stuff. So I've been going through there, dusted everything. I threw away a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> Cause I have this habit of like, I get like a paper or something and then I go like, okay, I'll just put it here for when I, you know, whatever. And then it just slowly turns into a pile of junk. So like, Oh, here's my dentist bill. Here's this blah, 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 blah pile. Right. And so I threw a whole bunch of stuff away. I went through some other piles I had of some like school stuff and someone was like just so old. I was like, I don't need this. I'm throwing it out. Ha. So it's been sort of reorganizing stuff. Got some more room in here. It's kind of nice. Got some stuff picked away. You have room for more stuff. Yeah. (laughs) And doing some laundry, the little bit of laundry that I've done, like my socks or whatever. That's about it. I also, uh, as uh, because of a few weeks ago, I have purchased the Halo Master Chief Collection. I've been playing that too. That is when I realized that uh, I was in here right the other day, and I was like yelling, probably, uh, and <coughs> the TV was on real loud—not real loud, but Susan was like, "What is going on in there?" And then I thought to myself, "Can." I actually explain what's happening in this game. To- no, I can't. This is too weird. I can't. No. <laughs> Never mind. It's nothing. <laughs> like I just, I, I'm stopping the bad guys from doing a thing. Don't worry. That's about it. Cause like, it's too weird to like say out loud. You sound insane. <laughs> it's another one of those things where if you try to explain the plot, you sound like a crazy person. As so. we experienced with uh, Rockadoodle. Thank yeah, you. it's it's similar to that, right? Like, okay, well, there's these, uh, this, thing. right? No, just, nope, nope, not gonna do it. I'm just gonna, so <laughs> mm. that's the other big thing I've been doing this week is that nice. shouting at my TV, playing on hard mode, wondering why nice. I forgot that the warthogs are impossible to drive. I forgot about that. I can't. No. (laughs) 
So yeah, other than that, I was digging around. I found some of the stuff that's got to go back to school. So I would get my backpack ready. Like, okay, this got to go in there. Here's my iPad. Here's this book I got. Here's my charger thing. Just so I'm slowly becoming ready to take it all back to to work next week when I start. So, so I, Aaron, I wanted to pick your brain. You're, you said you have uh, scrimmages and stuff coming up. Um, what, what does it, I have no clue what it means to prepare for a, a season of softball. What kind of things <laughs> do you try, try and put together or start working on now so that you're ready? Uh, so it, there's a certain time where you can start due to, um, whatever state athletic association you're under. Um, so it, every coach is different. Everyone kind of has its own different focus. Some coaches are more like offensively oriented, but some coaches are defensive court, you know, oriented. Depends on the kind of kids that you have, yada, yada. And so what we've been doing um, is the head coach is her first year coaching ever. And so it's kind of a lot of getting, you know, your whole new coaching staff on the same page, getting kind of like, you know, just seeing especially if you're not, if you're new to the area, you don't know the kids, you don't know the background, you don't know what they're, they're good at. And so you spend a lot of that time in the first few weeks of just kind of growing pains, like putting people in different positions, um, seeing what they're good at, what they're not good at, kind of evaluating like what you have and kind of gearing the season towards that. And then you just kind of go through um, the basic stuff. I know, the other place I've been with baseball and softball is been more things of, you know, having you know, girls show up or the kids show up and then they do like stretches and throws. And then they, they always focus on trying to hit every single day, trying to pitch every single day, trying to catch every single day, and then just working either outfield or infield. Um, this, this week has been more like for me, cause I kind of like, Hey, I'm taking pictures because we haven't thrown in like, weeks so we're doing that and so everyone's like oh yeah okay um just kind of see like what we have to work with um and then we just kind of build our offense around it seeing what kids you know what who who can hit who's fast who's not um i mean you can definitely find those things out within like the first like day of like oh man this 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 kid's really good and they're like oh this is uh this person probably not going to see the field for a while. Um, and that's why you have scrimmages. You're a good number. Maybe is probably about to have two or three scrimmages before this even starts. Um, because that way you can kind of, that, that's where your, um, you know, your mad scientist lab comes in of like, Hey, I know you've been playing this position, but I want to see what it looks like when you're here. And so you can move, you know, whoever you need to around just to kind of accommodate, like, hey, look, you're really strong here, um, but I would really like it here because you give us the best chance of winning. And then just kind of going off of that, um, in our instance, we have a lot of speed. We have a lot of girls that like, are just super fast and who are really good at base running. Maybe not so strong at hitting. Um, and so that's why we have to come in and be like, all right, so looks like we're going to be, you know, bunting a lot. So we need to do this here. And then we need to move these people here and you know, try to change the lineup to accommodate what we have. We don't have 
a lot of kids that are just going to slug it out of the park. We don't have like any of those girls that, I mean, they could with a lot of work, but with the season starting next week, um, you know, there's no way that we can, you know, oh, we're going to make improvements as the year progresses, but it's, it, you know, the, the first few weeks of softball are kind of rough because you're still trying to get the vibe of everybody, you're trying to get the feel, and, you know, yes, you have practices for that, but, you know, some kids can surprise you, or you might get a move in, and you have to rearrange your entire lineup, so it just kind of depends on what you have, who you have, and with, you know, also your coaching staff, with her being a new coach in general, it's a lot of, hey, we need to be doing this, it's little details, we need to be you know, getting these kids acclimated to this, and then also having to balance junior high at the same time. Um, so there, there's it, there's a lot of moving parts to a lot of things, and yeah, it's if you're doing it's gonna be super overwhelming because uh, <laughs> we have a lot of that feeling of like, oh, there's a lot going on. Like, yeah, it's you know, a lot of these kids have never had true softball coaches, and so it's like, oh, there's a lot of stuff to do, and you're trying to gasp for air over there in the corner, and you're like, yeah, yeah, there is. So, it's there, there's a lot to do, and, and tomorrow we're going to kind of see of what we have to work with. We can scrimmage against each other all day, but we've got to see, you know, how well our girls do in certain situations, and that's the fun thing with scrimmages, because you can go to the, the other coach and be like, hey, uh, can you do this with your person? Because I want to see what our, our kid does with this. And they'll be like, yeah, sure. Like, hey, umpire, can you give us two strikes? I want to see what she does under pressure. Um, and things like that. So it's just kind of fun to play around with. That's kind of where your, you know, mad, like I said, mad scientist lab comes in of like what you want to see and, you know, what you have. So it'll be, it'll be definitely be fun because we have junior high and high school tomorrow. Um, your high is at three. High school's at four or something, maybe, if I remember correctly. So, and yeah, said our first game of the year is Monday. Uh, so, yeah, there's a lot. That's crazy. That's a lot of stuff to do before Monday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm... <laughs> I mean, the other big thing is that, like, Especially being, because I've I've been going to practices for two weeks, three weeks, and I'm still finding out like where certain equipment are, and like trying to meet new people, and trying to like also balance talking to parents and you know dealing with other coaches and trying to lesson plan. So it's just like it, the, the the one bad thing about softball in Oklahoma is like it, it starts before school starts, and so you're having to you know I'm already going to have to miss some days for softball softball games and so I, I, the first few weeks or like the first few days is going to be like hey this is my thing and uh yeah so here's uh syllabus and this is what we're doing and all right bye because I got, I got games <laughs> and so there's a uh, yeah there's there's a lot that just and the one thing about like with baseball is like you know it's a completely different season like at the tail end and so things are winding down uh but yeah softball is Hey, here's your keys. All right. You have a game tomorrow. Bye. You're like, eh, I don't know your name. Come back. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Huh? 
What's going on? Yeah, I mean, I've met I've met some of the football coaches, and I'm just like, ah, sorry, you're important because I have to talk to you because I'm going to be uh, announcing the football game. I'm like, I don't know what your name is, and they're like, oh yeah, go see you know Chad. I'm like, I don't know who it is. Uh, like, hey, coach, yeah. are, we, are we doing practice? Like, I don't know. <laughs> so. <laughs> At least when you talk to them, you can just be like, "Hey, coach." Yeah, that that is, that is the one saving grace <laughs> if you're being coach. It's really funny when you go to coaching clinics and you're going to a room and you're like, "Hey, coach," and then like 20 people turn around. You're like, "Yeah, that's right. I don't know your name." Don't do it. Gotta work the system, man. Yeah, gotta work the system. Nice job. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sorry. It's. Yeah, I, I I have a game plan of what we'd like to do, but knowing our luck, it will completely fall through the roof. Uh, because I don't think like some some of the certain kids will show up, and so I'm like, I I have this lined up, and I need to see who people are, but you're not gonna be there. So, <laughs> yeah, softball. Yeah. They don't show up. They can sit on the bench. Oh, yeah, bench. Ride the oh, pine. Yeah. Right, so that's, been, that's what people I've say. I've been coaching what three years now, and one one thing that I've never like had to deal with is like our our so our school is a little bit is a lot bigger than a lot of places out of Denham, and I, especially in athletics, they like to take care of their coaches. So we are actually sponsored by Under Armour, and they give uh, certain sports kind of like a certain amount of money for my coach's flag. And so we, uh, at, at the end of practice, our super, our uh, athletic director is like, Hey, uh, you guys need to come see me. Uh, you guys got to take your stuff out. They're like, what? Like, no, yeah, you, you guys get stuff to take out for your gear. And I was like, what? So we sat there in his office for, uh, an hour and a half going through the Under Armour catalog of like, can we, can we buy this? And he's like, yeah, that's, that's why you're, that's why you have it. Like, that's why we're doing this. So you guys can have stuff and we'll get the, the Under Armour or the, the school logo on the thing. And there's like, Oh, that seems, that seems like a lot. And like, no, you can, you can buy, you know, if you have a budget, just don't go crazy with it. Like you can get whatever you want. So it felt like weird of like getting a spending limit and like going out shopping. You know? I don't, I don't want to spend too much. Like, no, you, you can do this. It's fine. And yeah, that's another, you're always learning something in coaching or just, you know, in teaching in general. And that was one thing that I've never like would have imagined. I was like, Hey, come pick out your gear. What? At the other school that had, we didn't have, we never had enough money for gear. They're like, Oh, Oh, all right. Well, come pick out your gear. Okay. So I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm being treated. So it's kind of nice. Getting a little spoiled. Uh, I'll, one of the other coaches are like, "Oh man, your all your hard work is getting you know, boiled down to this." Yes, I get to do shopping. <laughs> hey, that's pretty good. In my school, they just give us really ugly T-shirts every year. They're like, "Here you go. You can wear this with your jeans on Wednesday." Ugliest shirt in the world. Like that's what. It gets. Oh, and I get to wear shorts while I teach. So boom. What? I'm happy. What? I'm never leaving. Yep. 
our new uh we used to be able to wear like jeans anytime we wanted to as long as we had like a nice shirt and whatever but our new superintendent's like oh that's not very professional uh use is a professional business workplace uh you cannot do that anymore like loser what <laughs> yeah, i get to wear wear shorts i mean they still have to look professional i can't be like all ratted and whatnot but yeah they're like well since you're you know since you have so many athletic periods and you have to move around a lot like yeah that's no, fine we, we want you to be comfortable and you know we want you to do what you can and that way you're not stressed like again wow getting the gym teacher treatment like everyone's getting yelled at to dress professionally like you can just keep wearing your sweatpants so let's just don't worry about it yeah. you because I'm, like, I'm like changing and they're like oh no that's fine well, you know, we prefer that like I still have to wear like either like a pullover or like polo or something but I'm like you have to wear shorts so yeah I'm kind of stoked so yeah All right that was the first question I asked my principal. And he's like, yeah, you wear shorts. I was like, really? Like, Coach, why are you crying? He's like, yeah, man. Sorry, I keep my classroom too cold for wearing shorts anyway, so it doesn't really matter. To yeah, haha, freeze them out. Gym, Listen, gym you got to keep, it, you gotta keep the room. temp down in that sixth grade classroom, buddy. It's, uh, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's what I got. You know, so we got a game this week. All that stuff. Uh, building myself and then going to work out. Uh, more like we've been going to this one thing, but we got a place at a local gym here. And, you know, all the, of course, the athletes when all the high school is like, well, you we could totally do this. And I'm like, I'm 31. Uh, I can't do this. Uh, like, <laughs> I'm extremely in pain. I'm in a lot of pain right now. Uh, I'm having fun. Uh, uh, that's been our week. Nice. Very busy indeed. Yeah. Well, I, uh, <coughs> excuse me. Did, uh, I, I wonder, uh, should have confirmed this before we got on the call about, um, remembering what our challenge was, uh, that we were supposed to do for this week. Oh, yeah. Okay. Aaron, did you remember what our challenge was for this week? Nope. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> we can delay till next week, uh, or we can ride with it, see how it goes. <laughs> what do we want to do? I can I can do some researching while yeah. while you do this. So okay. I'll did you back. remember what it was just now? Nope. Okay. So, uh, Aaron, our our task was to just say what our favorite movie that has sharks in it was. That's oh, not yeah. Jaws. That's yeah, this is not Jaws. Very important yeah, here. Because, important. like, as that's an important stipulation because when you're talking about shark movies, like, usually any list you see that's like at the very top, if not the top, it's in the top like five, you yeah. know? So I figure in order to make sure that we just all didn't go, uh, it's Jaws, um, we should say, <laughs> we should, I mean, I have I a Jaws. Already, I already have. I already have three right now. Like right now, I was like, "Oh, I know this." So, yeah. I have a Jaws T-shirt. Oh, crying out loud! So, well, yeah. we can just after we say our one, we could talk about any other shark movies sure. that are good, right? You know, sure. <clears throat> we could we could keep going, right? It doesn't have to be just one. Like it's just <laughs> favorite shark movies, right? Sure. That are good. Favorite but at, we should. I sh- I should at least say 
Uh, I'm not going to speak for anybody else, but for me personally, it does. It is Jaws, right? Because it's like really good and it's like really suspenseful and it kind of defined the genre, you know? Wow. It did. That. It's a very yeah. genre defining movie, you it know? Cut the knees out of everything else we're going to say now. Hey, okay. but, but no, I'm saying now, <clears throat> I'm saying this is for Jaws 1 only. <clears throat> okay. Like Jaws the Revenge? No. No. Oh, no, they fall out. It's downhill. I think <laughs> like, by the time you get to what? Like, yeah, yeah, no, it's just. Jaws three is down there. Everything after the first one is just terrible. So. Yeah. So when we do our when we do our uh, list of best movie series at a later date in time, uh, <laughs> a movie that will a movie franchise that will not be on that list is Jaws, Jaws. right? Because the first one is good. It's like amazing, and the second one is like a no. pretty good movie, yeah. and the third one is like, what on earth is this? What's happening? Yeah. Why am I watching? And then Dennis Quaid shows up. You're like, what the heck is going on? Why is God? <laughs> Things have gone off the rails. This is very <laughs> bad. This is very uh, bad. So, so yeah, I, I have a, I have a secret bet. Uh, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna write down my answer right now for what Aaron's is. Um, Ooh, okay. I like it. Prediction. I have no idea. What Prediction. Pain. I have. Maybe. Okay. Okay. I don't know. I'm going to make another prediction here. I'm going to write down what I think. Uh, Brandon. Does documentaries count, or does it just have to be like pure movies? Whatever. Uh, uh, I, I was thinking about like cinema, cinema movies. Okay. Yes. But we can mention uh, documentaries gonna, uh, after. That'll be the bonus round. Okay. Yeah, uh, bonus round for sure. So, um, but yeah, that's uh, that's what I'll say. Uh, I have a bet. I have a bet for Aaron. I have no idea what Brandon. That's long with <laughs> no idea. Not to put you in a corner, and but thank you. Anyway, uh, who wants to lead us off? Uh, you can. I'll go. Yes, I'll yeah. go. Okay. So, um, I uh, uh, well, I think before we do this, we have to define for personally, like what a shark movie is. Um, I don't think it. First off, I don't think it is necessary or important. That the shark being at the center of like villainhood or like 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 or like the main like antagonist uh in in the movie um I don't think that is necessary I think unfortunately when you type in shark movies um all the ones that come up are the they put the shark as like the well, that's that's true right I think that uh the majority of them do fall into the category of like that the uh what's it called in, in the literature when you do the man versus nature. Yeah. Right. That man versus nature conflict, right. Where it's like, uh, a man or person, whatever, uh, against nature or some kind of animal. Right. Um, where they're pitted against each other, not necessarily in like a, it's not like a hero villain type of thing. It's usually some kind of like survival. Like one of them is going to be the only one alive at the end right that's normally the way that this happens yes so it's like very man versus nature uh very like one on one right only only one will survive right it's like battle royale right uh there's (laughs) so that's that's the normal way that do you think about this kind of uh conflict right it's very man versus nature one is trying to just end the other one, you know, 
through whatever. Yeah. And I, and so I think that's where most of these get pigeonholed. And if you scroll down through the long list, that's pretty much all you will see. Um, either telling the stories or whatever. Um, and uh, mine's no different. Um, except okay, that, I figured you were. You always pull out some weird thing. You'd be like, my favorite movie is Shark Tale. Like, yeah. what? No. <laughs> oh, man. Can we back up a second? <laughs> no, there were no movies with sharks uh, that, that were done by the Muppets uh, or by like 90s Darkwing Duck or anything like that. Oh, so, Darkwing I, Duck. I, Bro, Darkwing. I um I played straight this time because I actually do have one that I like, and I like it because it is probably it um uh, it terrifies me because it's one of the movies, and I don't know what kind of genre of movies this is, but they take a, like one one event of like pretty normal everyday event event, and then they track it to like its ultimate like worst case scenario possible <laughs> conclusion and outcome, right? Uh. Oh no, this is Colin's worst nightmare. This is like what he thinks about. Like. <laughs> yes. So um I am I am picking because it is is fascinating to watch. Uh it has some some rough spots around it. I actually really do like uh the movie Open Water from two thousand and three. Oh uh, there we is, go. This is a survival oh, horror. What, Aaron? It's on my list. <laughs> okay, so this is a survival horror film. Uh and it sets the precedent here of first off, this was made for like $120,000 and it, it, somebody bought it for 2.5 million. So it was like great return on investment here. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> but they, um, the premise here uh, is a uh, couple goes on dive excursion, uh, go do their dive and they come up boat gone. Uh, they are adrift at sea and now they, they survive. And um, I like this because while yes, the sharks play a role in being terrifying and menacing, um, there's also the survival at sea now, right? There's exhaustion, there's hunger, there's dehydration, there's delusion stuff. There's all sorts of other things going on. Um, and it's also a relational thing of like, like there's very much like, oh, yes, husband and wife bickering about uh, what the other did and why the other one is at fault for this kind of thing. And like having to overcome that. Um, and ultimately, like, and I, you know, not spoilers here blow the spoiler horn right like they um succumb to this event and and how it's a, both a mixture of like yes sharks but they're not like it's not just all about sharks like it's very um it's survival horror so it's very human centric about people surviving against the elements which also does include sharks who are trying to eat them and then eventually do and bleeding out and so it's just i i like how it's framed and putting people in that situation again of like diving and then like what's the worst case scenario that could happen from this like stranded and sharks around and you must survive and they don't and that's another thing about this of like that's what makes it so terrifying of it's not the like oh and at the last minute they get saved or whatever it's like no that's not not what happens here um so it's it is one of my it's one of my it's, yeah i'm gonna say favorite shark film because of uh the realism uh, of it and just how terrifying of a scenario it is where it's kind of one of those like I can't like it's painful to watch because of just like this is one of the things that's on my like horrified by list <laughs> yeah <laughs> in, the, in the world um, but how it's just like every little thing because even like um, like like jellyfish play a role in this of the being stung and like it's agonizing to them as they go through this and then like it's then like there's the storm and it Again, it's the sharks 
do play a role, but there's so much else going on that lead to them succumbing to that, that, um, cause ultimately you could say, well, you know, the, the biggest villain of this is like just time and the ocean, right? It's not just the sharks. It's a bigger picture and slice than that, but they do play that role of, of being uh, omnipresent, um, and you could imagine this set in a different scenario where, you know, you're in the uh, Rocky Mountains and the wolves are circling and growing closer and closer as your fire gets dimmer and dimmer. And are they going to survive the night or not? Um, and that kind of battle that goes back and forth. So I, I it's a it's a horrifying thing to watch and think about and contemplate, uh, especially for somebody who loves scuba diving. Uh, <laughs> but, um, I think it's uh, I think it's good. Um, and uh uh, I, I again, it's one of those of like I can't look away, and it's also not um, like again the other thing that t- shark movies tend to do is like they they go either like ultra realism to doc- documentary level, they span all the way to the totally absurd, and I'm sure we'll talk about them along that spectrum. Oh, we will. <laughs> this and this kind of falls like it's not a documentary, and sure some of the things don't. You're like I don't know if that would, uh, but like it kind of just kind of sits right in the middle there for me, at least in how I view these, um, not necessarily as a shark biologist or anything like that, but just like, okay, like this is believable for what's happening right now when you're in it. Um, so for that reason, I really like this and I'll stop talking. So I don't know. Have you guys seen that one? Uh, I think I did like when it came out like a long time ago. Sure. That's an early 2000s movie, right? Uh, 2003. I'm so, surprised. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Aaron, have you seen that one? Yeah, I, I, I think it was kind of. I never saw it in theaters. It was kind of one of those things was on like USA or something like that. And it was like, oh, what's this? And then like it's like the slow fear creeping into me is like you're in the middle of the ocean, can't see the bottom, and you like you know something's there, but you can't see it. Like freak me out. So that yeah. was actually on my list. I will transfer that off. Nice choice. I'm surprised you played it straight. Yeah. You always pick like the weirdest movie of all time. Like, so I'm proud of you. Yeah, look at me. And next time, get you. Well, that's all right. Uh, I'll go next. I, Colin, would you write down for my pick? Oh, oh, I didn't. I didn't have a, a Finding Nemo uh, and the shots ah. that are in there. Um, <laughs> No, I didn't. I didn't guess. I don't have a guess for you because I don't know where you're coming from. So okay, uh, so I am a person that likes the man versus nature movie, right? I like the like. A lot of these are classed as like thriller horror, you know. Yeah. And this is probably the only type of horror that I like because it's like it goes in so many different directions, you know. It's like a survival. How are you struggling to survive in the face of like near insurmountable odds? But it's a natural threat, right? So it's a little more interesting. Uh, so my pick is 2016's The Shallows. Okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. Starring Blake Lively and a shark. <laughs> That's basically it in this movie, That's, right? Okay. <clears throat> so this movie is kind of cool because it's like, it's kind of like Colin was saying, like, it's pretty much just like this. The most of the events of this movie could like actually happen to you. Right. It's pretty straightforward. The end is a little bit like whatever, but like for the most part, 
the shark in this movie is just doing like shark things. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not necessarily like evil monster. That's like, just going to like eat everybody like jaws is, you know, cause jaws is like, even though I do love that movie a lot, it's pretty over the top. And like the shark is the bad guy. Right. Uh, in this movie, the majority of it is just like, it's a shark doing shark stuff. You know, the, so the, basically the plot is lady is out surfing alone by herself on a secluded beach. So step number one, don't do that. Um, (laughs) number two, she's like out there surfing and like basically it kind of transpires that it's, uh, it's kind of low tide tides going out surfing's wrapping up, but there's a whale carcass that's like right there. Right. Just off the shore. And we all know where there's whale carcasses. There's sharks. Kablam. So this shark has like come up to the whale carcass. And as I guess it's probably eating the whale carcass. It also decides, Hey, I should eat this surfer person. Right. So it attacks the surfer person. Right, so attacks Blake Lively. Oh no. I think her name is Nancy in this movie, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um so she's like stranded on this rock. Right. She gets out of the water from this attack. The shark like attacks her on her surfboard. She gets out of the water. She's on this like rock that's kind of out in the ocean at low tide. Right. And that's and the shark is kind of swimming around between her and the whale carcass and eating right. So it's just kind of in the area the whole time. But it's all riled up because it's eating whale carcass. And she's just stuck on the rock. And it's like the the main conflict of the movie is basically like, okay, I'm injured. I'm on this rock. Shore is two hundred yards away, but there's a big giant shark in the water <laughs> that's hungry. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> oh, and I kept saying that it's like low tide. Um, so throughout the course of the movie, the tide comes back in and she's slowly running out of rock. Right. So they handle that part kind of interestingly. It's kind of an interesting little twist they put on it there to like make it the time, yeah. time sensitive. Right. Yeah. So <clears throat> like far, I got to figure out a plan. I think you have left out uh, my vague memory of this uh, is that there's a um, very important character that I think you've left out up to this point. Which is? Uh, uh, the the Steven Seagull. Oh yeah, that's what she called. <laughs> My favorite. Yeah. <laughs> she makes friends with the Seagull. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> he does play an important role because she like, she has her surf GoPro with her so she's like, well I'm going to die so like she like video records a message to herself or to her sister, right? And then she like attaches it to Steven Siegel and he like goes away towards the shore. <laughs> so other than the Siegel, okay, that's basically the only characters. Okay, there just, is another like random like there's the dude that brings her to the beach, right? Whatever her sister, but the majority of the movie is Blake Lively on rock with a seagull. <laughs> Yeah, so it's pretty good, right? It's pretty believable for the most part. The end, the end is a little bit like, eh, okay, whatever. But like, it's a little overplayed for dramatic effect, right? But like, uh, the final confrontation between her and Shark is a little bit like that's. But when you're watching it for the first time, you still are like, <laughs> right? So it's all good. Um, so I really like that movie. I remember we watched that in a the theater. 
when it came out. Uh, it was a really good movie theater, right? It's really, really plays good on the big screen. Yeah. Uh, but it's pretty good, right? It's nice, simple, straightforward, stripped down story. Uh, it's pretty, it's pretty good. Right? I like that one a lot. So my pick is, uh, the shallows. 2016. 2016. Okay. Like Aaron, what is a movie that you like that has sharks in it? All right. I'm trying to figure out which I want to start with first. No, I want to. I don't want Colin to win. His little thing so I'm going to go a different direction. Um, it, this movie, it it it's not very good. I just want to make that very clear. But um, the one thing about watching it when I was younger, remember these are movies that you like. Yeah, doesn't have to be good. Like, no, it, it, I do like it. No, but I like, hate this movie. It's not like, oh man, this is, uh, the cinematography is fantastic. It's just, it, it's weird because when I, when we were younger, going to water parks kind of terrified me because it was always just like, <laughs> let, let me finish. Like, I can't see the bottom. Maybe, you know, I was too little. But like, like what if? There's a shark in it. And when I watched this movie, although, yes, I it, it'd be older, it freaked me out and it made, like, all of my fears of a small child come true. I'm talking about Jaws 3. No! You're right, it's not good. And, nope. and what's-her-face running around in a water park where there's a shark on the loose, like, just, like, terrified me. And so I would like, but I would sit and watch this movie. I'm like, oh man, like, this is a water park. And what about the other animals? And like, what about the people who live on And so, like, having my, like, fears, like, on screen, um, I just, it's fear. And so, and then I got yet older, and I was like, uh, wow. And oh, it's coming through the dining room, like, the, the dining room scene where they're all sitting there, like, eating, like, dinner or something. And there's like the fish tank. You just see this like really poorly animated shark coming through, and like it crashes through the glass, and then when freaks like to start flooding, you're like, oh, the shark. Um, to me, that was kind of the, the real like fear of shark. Is like it's a it's a body of water. It could be anywhere. Um, and plus, I like Dennis Quaid. And so the night scene where they're trying to go through and like I think they're supposed to like fill like fix the little like fence thing. Like, you know, maybe the shark came through here. Like, that was also another thing that terrified me because it like, dove at night with a shark. Um, yeah, so poor, poor animation was not anywhere close budget-wise or popularity-wise as its older, you know, its first uh, movie. But I, I liked it because it was one of those movies that was, like, like, low budget. Like, oh, man, this could be, like, a real thing. So. That's that's Jaws three for me. <laughs> All right, there we go. Shocker! I did not write that. I, I will. I will uh, wait to read off my entire list, uh, and you will thank me later. So. Oh dear. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. Well. Uh, that's. <laughs> uh, uh. Well, I uh here um. Well, I'd actually, I didn't prepare a second one. Uh, so I just had one. 
That's right. I have a, I have, I, I will, I have to say, if I did not say this, I'm going to get uh, beat up by my wife later. Not really, just joking. But like, uh, Susan's favorite shark movie, I have a bonus. I have the Susan favorite shark movie of all time. Is it 2017's Trailer Park Star? Uh, no. Okay, fine. That sounds hilarious, though. Yep. yep. Gotta love those sci-fi channel original shark movies. Yes, I was. We have talked about those before on here. Ozark Shark. Ozark Shark. Right. Shark to Puss. Yep. All those good ones. Right. More on those in a minute. Sorry. Anyway, (laughs) I feel like we should close with those because that goes into the utter absurdity. But Susan's favorite shark movie bonus bonus pick is, of course. The 1999 sci-fi great Deep Blue Sea. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She, loves it. she loves this movie very much. <laughs> it's her favorite. Anytime it's on TV, she's like, we're watching it right now. Stop it. Stop There's it. a few I, movies. I've gone, I've gone out of my way just to find it on Netflix and watch it twice in one weekend. So. Yeah. There's, there's a couple movies with her that like she's a big fan of this like disaster kind of movie thing right so like if there there are certain movies if they're on tv we're watching them yeah and that's it it doesn't really matter that's all we're doing right that's that's where we draw the line but she loves deep blue sea of what so uh if you don't know deep blue sea is basically the premise listeners is uh there's this like underwater research facility for some reason oh yeah uh and they're doing tests to fight alzheimer's disease on like genetically engineered sharks uh and the sharks like become in super intelligent or something and they start like destroying the facility and escaping and eating everybody and they'll have to escape and ll cool j is there with a parrot right so samuel jackson's there too so these yeah that's okay <laughs> The the end credits have an Ella Cool J rap song. That's important news. Um, But the movie's like, if you like those movies, like it's not like a, it's not on the serious end of the spectrum, right? It is not an open water. It's kind of more towards the other end where it's just like, it is about, it is still about survival. It is about escape, right? From this situation. Uh, But the sharks in this movie are much more like, monstrous in that their their goal is to eat you only cu- like yeah cunning and uh it, yeah the, 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 yeah the villain with like a plot and a, a, a yes of, like destroying yes people. so there it's kind of like jurassic shark right it's like that like their 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 goal is to eat you so that's what they're although hey man jurassic shark that's there's a movie idea right there uh I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It is uh, already taken. It, it is. Uh, I mean, probably. But my version is uh, better. Jurassic Shark. Uh, yes. A, uh, hmm. Someone hadn't made that. I'd be upset. But oh, no, you uh, said that, and I was like, oh my god. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, that's her favorite movie. She loves that one a lot. That's she likes the actiony bits, right? There's very like, it's kind of that good. It's like classic, like Hollywood, like over the top, like set pieces it is a lot of practical effects because this is 1999 so like it is all the actors like swimming around in this like crazy water and all so like on that level this movie is super impressive 
right? Yeah. The set design in this movie and like the effects, like the the real effects are are pretty great, right? And I think that really adds a lot to the feeling of like, oh, ah. and like the emotions you get in the movie, like, oh crap, that's crazy. That person is about to get eaten uh, <clears throat> because it is all practically done. So I think that really adds in. It makes that aspect of the movie actually really good. Because the set is really big and it's like this big, weird, really elaborate underwater research facility. You know, I mean, they're sharks. Like, so I, I guess the movie should be underwater. I guess I don't know, but like, <clears throat> it's all really cool. So the all the set design, all the practical effects, all the water areas—they're all like parts of the stuff start collapsing and they're closing off the tunnels, so they're like swimming through all this stuff. It's actually really cool. That part's really impressive. So, uh, there we go. That is another movie I want to mention is the bonus Susan favorite, Deep Blue Sea. Okay. Yes. Love it. Boom. Well, Aaron, did you have other lists uh, on on your list that you wanted to get to before we go into the um, absurd uh, side things or or the rest of your list um, of the. Mine. Absurdity. Pretty absurd. Just read some uh, names of others that you like personally. That you like. Yeah. yeah. So Deep Blue Sea, obviously. Um, I've only watched it once, but it's called it's a USS uh, Indianapolis about the ship in World War Two that oh, yeah. those guys had a flip. Yeah. So that's a true story, though. That's crazy. <laughs> that is so, actually yeah. that's the one I wrote down uh, when I yeah. told you, Aaron, because I was like, uh, that's, oh, that's like screams, Aaron. It's history. Uh, and we're talking about sharks. Uh, it's naval. Uh, yeah, so that's <laughs> yeah. The one. So that actually that, is a, a, that movie. Story. Nice. Um, yeah, that movie um, is. I've only seen it twice. I did. I don't think I liked it the first time, but as as it kind of like understood, like went back and like read it, and, you know, understood like oh, it's actually like was and thing. Um, the USS and Netflix, uh, Jaws three. Um, my personal favorite, just because you guys said no Jaws at first, um, I put Spy Who Loved Me, uh, nineteen seventy uh, seventy-seven, uh, with the movie villain Jaws, uh, because that was one of my all-time favorite characters in the James Bond series, plus playing him in oh, the uh, oh Seven game on Nintendo. Um, there we go. Finding Nemo, um, Bruce the Great White Shark, uh, was one of my all-time favorites because it was like. Like, oh man, here's a, like a super cool like twist on sharks and like fish are friends, not food. And then like oh, one <laughs> in the water. Then what happened? Boom, rampage. Um, street sharks, obviously. Oh, street sharks! There we go. One one movie that I know I watched once um, because I thought it was gonna be like one of those kind of like weird cheesy movies. Um, it's called Soul Surfer. It's about the girl that... Uh, was oh, yeah, lost her arm. Yeah, I lost her arm, and she was scared to go back out surfing. Uh, then she went back out. Um, and then Shark Boy and Lava Girl, because of reasons. Uh, I think that's it. That's all the stuff I had on my list. So There we go. Yeah, that yeah. did fall off the absurd list pretty fast. I think that's important. Welcome. Why? Why do you think absurdity just, like, follows shark movies? Why is it... Why is it you know, chum in the water for to add shark to just anything uh, and make it just insane. Yeah. I don't know. I think 
that tends to happen with a lot of animal movies, like the man versus nature that end up being like animal based. But you're right. There is something about sharks that like it veers real hard into like crazy town. I I think right. a lot of it comes from people's, you know, fear of kind of like the ocean. You know, because there's a lot of people that are like, ah, oh, and I, I think a shark is just one of those easy animals where you don't really have to like mythalize it because it's been around for so long that it's just like for thousands of years people have been scared of sharks, you know, the cave drawings, all that stuff. So you don't really have to do a whole lot to it. Um, and you know, plus it's pretty easy. It's like, oh, ocean, boom, shark. I mean, that's um, true. It is just a giant torpedo with massive teeth, yeah. right? So and it's I, not like and I think. Okay. No, that's what I was saying. I think you're onto something because, like, it's uh, not, it's not like they're you have you don't have to do a lot of work to make people afraid of a shark, right? Mm-hmm. A, a large number of people already are uh, irrationally or not. That has nothing to do with it. They are right, yeah. and they are just like giant. I mean, if you look at a shark, you're just like, ah, that is kind of scary looking, right? It's like a big, especially like most of these are great whites, obviously, right? Because that's the big boy, but like. There's other ones show up in the movies too, but like these big sharks, they're humongous, right? Like nothing really prepares you for seeing something that's like 17 feet long and full of massive teeth is just going to eat you. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's not really a big step for somebody to be afraid of that. Which doesn't make sense of it's already terrifying why do you have to make it into a tornado? Like, That's true. I feel like I feel like <laughs> the reason is like it is a good starting place, the shark movie, but then you end up with a large number of movies that are the same. And well, so yeah. then you then you sort of diverge into the sci fi channel original movie of like Ozark Shark. Right. You get Jurassic these bizarre things you know and let's be real you don't have to have a lot of special effects for a shark movie because a lot of the time you don't see it yeah right jaws proved this to us you know uh like a lot of the a lot of the movie is like the dread of it being there but not seeing it you know what i mean (laughs) so like Uh then all of a sudden like you don't you don't have to have a big like a super big budget to get a shark because like a majority of the time you don't even have to look at it. Right. You just, you see, you know, it's there. You see some like, ah, blah, but like, and then that's it, you know? So that could be another reason. I think another reason, like this was a movie that came out. Well, was the last year report called uh, the Meg. With Jason yeah. Tatum. Yeah. That's uh, because it talks about the Megalodon and it's like, Oh man, this thing's a thing. Like, Oh, is it? Um, and I think people's fascination with sharks, um, but, you know, besides the fear, the fascination, because, you know, Shark Week, um, although, it, yes, it has dipped in the past few years, um, Shark Week is still moderately popular. This week, uh, this year was really good, actually. Yeah, the shows on it this year were super good. With, um, you know, Michael Phelps tracing a great white shark, like, come on. Um, there was none of that this year. Well, there was, yeah. the, the, you know, there was one exception, but other than that, it was really yeah. good. But like it's it's still pretty popular, and people are still fascinated because you know we don't really understand that much about the ocean. You know, we only know like what small percentile or percentage of it. 
Yeah. And people are always like, oh man, like, is this really a thing? And so like seeing that on screen, um, I think it's kind of huge for people because it plays with that fascination. And then there's like that fear of like the next time you go out to the ocean, what would you see? And you're like, whoa. Um, that's just how I feel because I'm crazy and I pick um, Jaws 3 as my number one movie. Um, so I don't really get the much say, but I, I think a lot of that stuff plays into a lot of that, you know, oh, when, you know, when I was younger, you know, I watched Shaw, uh, Jaws, which was based off of the true events of, you know, what was that, New, New Jersey, New York? Yeah, it was it 19... 19- what, 16 or something like that? I don't remember. Yeah. But yeah. And like, then, like, just, like, it's always going to be in the back of your head, like, well, could, could this happen to me? Is this going to be a thing here? So I, I think it just plays on generations of, like, you know, that movie Jaws was, like, scary and, like, oh, silly sharks. And you're like, wait, scary? Yeah. I, I, have, I, uh, I have a memory, right? I talked to, I remember mom talking about this once <clears throat> a long time ago. She said that, uh, they lived on the lake, right? And so she saw Jaws in the movie theaters with Barb, obviously. Mm. Probably Cindy too, let's be real. And uh, <laughs> she said at, at all after that, forever, like she'd be out on the lake, she'd be on her floaty with her legs dangling in the water, and then all of a sudden she'd just pull her feet up. Right. Like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Right, you know? And it's like, like that's 100% irrational. Because it's a lake in the middle of Illinois. So, like, that's uh-huh. silly. But Aaron's onto something right there. There's this, like, this, like, phobia slash fascination with the shark, right? Because it is a big, giant, scary thing, but it's also super stinking awesome, right? They're so cool, right? So, I think that balance is just what makes it, makes people like those movies, you know? I think that's a big part of it. Yeah, I agree. I think it is the realism. It, it is a very, very, uh, very primal fear where you get an immediate reaction to it um, that you can't not react to uh, in certain situations, I feel like. Yeah. Um, because it is so basal that then I think what's important is how does the movie play on that? Um, does it throw them in a, in a tornado? Uh, or does it <laughs> keep them in a believable? Because again, it is... Um, scary enough to be in deep water um, and not know what's underneath you uh, and then to have a thought of a shark you immediately it doesn't matter like I, I, I'm sure even some experienced divers still go eh, before, <laughs> yeah like, like it's, it's still just a quick and then you have to calm down <laughs> like it just uh, to get into that mindset but <clears throat> it, it I, I, I that's what that kind of separates those good movies from the, or the you know more um Outlandish ones is what it does with that fear um, and how it how it interacts with. Yeah, and I think there's a, you know, there's a even if you are an experienced diver, right? There's this thing that's like you're like, oh yeah, I've, I've dived with sharks a whole bunch. I've done this all the time, but it only takes one time. You know what I mean? Oh, and I've seen for like videos. for it to go wrong. You know what I mean? There's there was a show on Shark Week this week. It was actually really or this this year. I mean, uh, it was actually really good. It was about this guy whose name I can't remember now. And this is going to make it bad, but he was that guy, right? He's dived with sharks a whole bunch and whatever. And then he like he was out this one time, and he was in the this like clear plexiglass thing, like 
observing shark behavior or whatever. And the shark just nailed him. Right. Uh-huh. It just came right up. It just blasted right through the plexiglass and didn't really hurt him, but it like emotionally was, it was not good. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Cause his confidence like gone. Oh, I've, I've seen, the you know, like of the underwater GoPro of their, they're filming some guy and then the shark comes up behind him and he just catches a glimpse of it out of his corner of the corner of his eye. And you see this, like the whole body just freaks out and yeah. tries to pull away. It's, it's instinctual. Yeah. Cause like your experience is like whatever, but like there, there's still that thing in your brain that's going run. Right. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Aaron. Oh, there, there's that video. I think I put it in the family X like a long time ago. But it's like it's like there's a camera guy, there's a guy that's coming in front of him, and like he's on like the bottom, but like you can't see like five feet behind him. And all of a sudden, a great white just comes up and like nudges his head and swims away, and it's like it comes out of nowhere. Yeah. And the fact like, oh man, like I've not been doing this for so long, and then just like, how could you miss that? Like, where did it come from? Yeah. And just just the raw. Just, I think another big thing that scares people is just like how number one, how big they are. And how like strong they are, and like this thing yeah. can be in one bite, yeah, and that terrifies me. So, <laughs> and we don't understand a lot of stuff about their behavior. Like we don't know why yeah. they do the things they do. You know, like <clears throat> a lot of that's one thing that Shark Week touched on this year a lot was like some sometimes it is like like when it when a shark quote unquote attacks a person, it's like misidentification. Right. They thought you might be edible and it turns out you're not, you know, and other times when a shark quote unquote attacks a person, it's, it's a shark saying, get the heck away from me. Uh I don't know what you are and I don't want you here. You know what I mean? And the only way that it can do that is with its mouth. (laughs) (laughs) And so like, you know, when they, when a dog does that kind of to you, like the dog will do a a corrective nip against you. Uh, but whenever that is the, it's the size of a, you know, uh, a bus, uh, it's like, Oh yeah, that's gonna, ow. yeah, <laughs> it's going to hurt a lot more, you know, cause they, it's some of that behavior where it's like, sometimes they like nudge the surfboard yeah, and then they come back and just bite it. Like the nudge was the, Hey, you need to leave. And then when you didn't leave, it's the next step is Kah! cause like they, when they do that to other sharks, that's what they're telling them. Get, this is my turf get out of here mm-hmm. but it's a much more aggressive bite right it's like a bam like i'm not messing around here but it's like the dog when it like bites at you like nope this is my spot don't don't be coming over here or when it like bites at another dog you know like a Rrr. but when like you said when it's a bus size like a mini bus <laughs> this is not going to end well for anybody yeah. on the receiving end of that like <laughs> exactly. yeah and then you like, end up what would be a pretty like because to another shark, that's pretty messed up bite and it's going to hurt. But like to anything else, dead. Yeah. Right? Like, right through. Yeah. Oh, you know, wow. it's treating you like another shark and another shark can kind of handle it. Right. It might not. It'll be a big scar on it, but it's not going to die for the most part. It can. But like if it's real serious, but if it does it to you, it's over for you, man. Like, sorry. Like, that's a- <laughs> So I think that's part of the thing that makes people afraid. They don't understand what the shark is doing. And it's not just people. It's like, nobody knows 
you know what I mean? It's like a mystery. Yeah. <laughs> like sharks are very mysterious because they, like Aaron said, they're in the ocean. The ocean is this kind of like mysterious, great unknown area, mm-hmm. you know, because not only is it vast, we forget it's deep, right? <laughs> like <laughs> there's a lot of, there's a lot of area for things to be happening that we don't know about what's going on. So it's, it's this very like mysterious thing where it's and mysteriousness is afraid right so i think that really it's just like the perfect animal to trigger that response in people to put it in the movie you know what i mean so like whereas other animals like lions do it too you know like if you've seen ghosts in the darkness right movies crocodiles other terrifying yeah yeah crocodiles other things that will eat you yeah uh a shark has an extra mystery factor about it. Yeah, the environment you know? stuff too. Yeah, the environment that it lives in. And that is true. It's like it is- the environment that it lives in is not welcoming for us just in general. Right? Yeah. Like we're not supposed to be there. Like we well, don't thrive in the environment. We can be in it, but like we can't like thrive there. Yeah. And it's like the fish, right? Like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's a good point too. Is that most of those movies also have the the added element of the environment, like the lions. Um, those are typically in movies like not terrifying until like nighttime, uh, or like uh, yeah, in when you are stranded or lost, um, or with crocodiles, it's uh, back by you with murky water at nighttime, uh, with other circumstances going around. Because yeah, um, it it's putting people into a totally unfamiliar on their turf scenario where that fear really does ramp up. Yeah. And the water is just like a big place for humans because you know, it's not the natural environment of a human. You know what I mean? Like it's thing we need. It's important to us. We don't live there very well, you know? So like not our natural habitat as it were. So I think it's a big point. Yeah. I, uh, no, that's, uh, I agree. So, okay. So we got open water, the shallows, cost three, and, uh, bonus many others from, uh, the Susan coming in here with Deep Blue Sea. It's true. Uh, round it out. And we gotta, we gotta, we gotta touch on it because Colin's been dancing around the subject of, of the cheesy shark movie. Oh, man. Back we gotta mention it. We have to. We have to at least say it. I'm not gonna link to it because nobody wants to do that. Back in 2013, uh, some campy uh, came out and I don't know what was in the water uh, almost 10, 10 years ago at this point, uh, but the world was ready for tornadoes and sharks uh, to just explode onto the scene. Was. Um, I think it was just the complete and total absurdity of it. I also think I it think was, it is. It was, it was also kind of like how easy the, the memification of it like really helped it spread because everybody used terms from that because it was so cheesy and campy of like the like the weather channel was using it um you know no all sorts of institutions and people were able to play off that to make it uh a thing um and it's just it really did just cement itself in the minds of people of like bad movies uh <laughs> that kind of bring everybody together so it did have a cultural impact for that kind of like other trash movies and tv shows and things like that but um i really think it was just the total and utter absurdity of the entire thing that made people go 
Huh? What? <laughs> well, I think the other thing about it is, uh, like it knew it was absurd. Yeah. Right. It was very self-aware. So Sharknado is not as, it's not like when some of these movies that are bad, they take themselves seriously and it makes the movie like kind of not fun to watch because like, you know, it's bad and you're kind of watching it and it like so bad it's good. But like the movie thinks it's serious. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Shark at zero point did Sharknado ever take itself seriously. It was very self-deprecating right? and tired. Of the, of the uh, especially in the what there's six of these movies so there's like <laughs> in the five sequels <laughs> it got more and more and more like silly right and it really played into the silliness with all the cameos like people would just be in the movie to get eaten by a shark right oh yeah like yeah, like there's thing. like oh there's Ozzy Osbourne got eaten by a shark right that was you were just in cameo because it was silly Right. And like people that you hadn't thought about in years, like all of a sudden here's Brett Michaels. Like, what? what are you doing here, Brett Michaels? What what what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why? It, they could take part of that that meme for a little bit and be part of that <laughs> cultural moment. Yeah. Uh and their and their show. And I think but the thing that makes it hilarious is like, you know, you know when you're watching a movie and you go like, Oh man, you know it'd be hilarious if this happened? Like Sharknado was just that. The entire time. Right? Like the whole, that's the entirety of it. It's like, dude, it. wouldn't it be funny if they did this? And then like, they just do that. That thing that you Over. made up in your head that would be like super silly. Right? They just do that. The whole, that's the whole movie. The whole premise. Yeah. It's, and they really like played into it. They played into the pop cultural aspect with the, the next ones. Like, you know, the names of the movies and like all that stuff. Like, it's just silly. Right? Was- well, and I think that too, of because they were so cheaply produced, rushed through, it could kind of feed on itself for a while. Of like, yeah, because they they came there was like they were like one a year. Yeah, yeah. Where it's just like they were able to very much in real time, almost like a TV show, um, play into what was going on and keep that going of like the the more absurd feeding off that, and you never quite got to a point where you. I think for a while at least people weren't able to wake up from the um from the binge that they were on of the movies and go okay this is actually this, this isn't actually good uh, <laughs> and admit that yeah uh, but it was but it's, feeding into it it's one of those things where it's not good but yeah. it is kind of fun to watch right like yeah it's no. it just it's silly fun movie if you if you just want to like sit on the couch on the weekend and eat popcorn this is the movie oh yeah Right. Absolutely. This is it. It's silly. You can laugh at all the jokes. You can be like, who's that person that I think I should know? And you're like fiercely Googling who the heck was in this movie to be like, this is what happened last time we watched it. Right. There would be a person in the movie. Like, I feel like I'm supposed to know who that was. And I don't. <laughs> so like, oh, sure. like, who's that? It was, oh my gosh, that's this person from Baywatch or that's this, whatever. Like, you know, it's just, it's very like, all that stuff is like, it makes it interactive. You're like thinking about it because it is camp because it is silly because it is self-aware. Right. You know that Tara Reed being a robot doesn't make any sense, but she is. So like, whatever. I don't know. Like, it's just <laughs> Gary Busey shows up at one point. I don't remember like, ah, whatever. Like it's just, just a whole bunch of silliness. 
but it's like fun to watch silliness. You know, it's definitely uh, so bad. It's good. You know, like the running gag of the today show, just like reporting on the weather, right? It's just like Al Roker. Exactly. Like, yeah. Playing Al Roker. Like, <laughs> like what, what is happening? Really made. Yeah. It made it part of just like, Oh, it's again, the, it made it part of the the culture at that point right and yeah that is i think that like you said like that is part of what made it so successful and they were able to um feed into that i I think again but it it then then other people tried to try to do that and they just ended up making because they didn't have the societal and the the culture aspect and the tie-in to what was going on the other movies they were just ridiculous and they weren't fun as you keep saying like they weren't they didn't have the uh wherewithal themselves they themselves not you know less serious I, people you know may make parodies but i think that's different than um what yeah. they're trying to do here yeah i think you're right because this isn't the parody of a a shark movie right right that would be something really weird but like this is just some sort of really bizarre very self-aware movie meme right it's like what it is like it's like (laughs) it's so strange but it's so like hilarious like even though i watch it and i go like i objectively know in my brain like this is bad it's still like really fun to watch (laughs) it it's so fun it's so fun it's just like a good time ride like it's just silliness right it's just silliness on a movie and so that can be good too if the movie's silly and the movie knows it's silly that's important right if it knows it and it leans into it that can make at least an enjoyable experience anyway <laughs> so uh go out and watch our list uh don't watch anything else other than what's on our list and uh, you'll enjoy a shark movie <laughs> okay. I'm, kidding. I'm kidding let us know your favorite movies featuring sharks that we did not mention listeners there you go yes let us know what we missed let us know if there's ones uh, cause maybe we need, maybe there's better ones that we haven't seen. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so let us know. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, we'll, uh, look forward to hearing that and we'll, uh, catch up next time. All right. Love you guys. Love you too. Bye. Love you too. Bye.